So what so what you're saying is J. Cole and Drake could not make this album. And Logic damn sure could not make this album. Is Logic biracial? Yes. Yo, 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 welcome back to the New School Fools Podcast. This is episode two, show title Unknown at this time. We are here as your hosts. I am the Kiggity Kiggity KJ, and to my right. Virtually to your right. <laughs> uh, I am Rain. Um, Social distancing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, KJ, I know we were just talking off air about, you know, your week this week and you having to deal with two arborists. Uh, would you mind, you know, kind of sharing that story briefly? Super fast. Arborists are nocturnal. If you don't know what an arborist is, they cut trees. I need an arborist to cut down two trees at my parents' home so the trees don't fall on my parents' house while I'm away. And uh, one of them let me know they could do the job, but at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Not the job at 2 o'clock in the morning, but they sent me the documents and stuff to my phone and a text message at 2 o'clock in the morning, which was um, pretty weird. It's a little, little different. So, yeah. Arborists are nocturnal. It's good to know, man. Before I talk about my week, I was telling you earlier, if it's not bonsai, I'm not impressed, man. <laughs> Extreme bonsai. Yeah. Extreme bonsai. Get you a GoPro, climb a tree. Climb a bonsai climbing. tree? I feel like you got to shrink yourself first. A lot of stuff there. Honey, I shrunk the trees. <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool, though, if you could shrink yourself and then climb a bonsai tree. Yeah, until somebody like comes in and waters that shit, then you're kind of monsooned out of your um. Out of your your life. (laughs) (laughs) How was your week, dude? Uh, My week was good, man. Um, Can't say anything super interesting happened. uh, But the Premier League is back. I'm a huge soccer fan. Uh, Supporting my dudes Chelsea out in London. So that's probably the most exciting part of my week. Oh, I went on a date yesterday. Oh, how'd that go? I was all right. Uh, She was cool. Um, I don't know, as you get older, I feel like, I don't know, people tend to, it feels like people tend to be like variations of the same person. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's me, um, and you know, me being cynical or if other people have had that experience, but that's kind of where I'm at right now, but we'll see how it goes. I kind of wonder if that's like how things start out, like people seem like a variation of someone else. But then as you get to know them, you unwrap all the layers that make them unique. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I think, you know, probably takes some time to really get to know somebody because obviously on a, you know, first impression, first date situation, like you're trying to show the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. So you'll show, you know, a, like I said, a version of yourself that, you know, may be a little bit heightened or you know, lessen down if you're nervous, that sort of thing. So, yeah. And a lot of times we restrict some of our more quirky aspects, like during the first date, not even first dates, but just meeting new people. It's like, all right, you know, I know I can be on 10 quite a bit. So let me, let me, let me dial that back to about a a negative one. (laughs) So yeah, I'm I'm sure this do the opposite. But pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Don't be yourself, kids, when you go out on dates. <laughs> Heard. 
Uh, um, uh, by, by the way, the New School Fools podcast are not licensed therapists or um, life coaches with regard to your romantic life. So um, everything we say. Yeah, you wouldn't want to take advice from me. <laughs> Speaking of opposites, too. Do the opposite of what I suggest. Um, yeah, man. Well, if I say do the opposite of what what I suggest, does that mean I'm telling people to do what I suggest? Because the opposite of doing the opposite of what I suggest. You see, is you see this, and this is what this is exactly why we we should not give advice. <laughs> Listeners are like, I'm confused as shit. I was yeah. taking notes, and then now now I'm doing a handstand. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's, Probably also why I don't get second dates. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> God uh, jokes, jokes, jokes. No oh, man. Um, what are we talking about this week, man? Man, dude, dude. So, classic albums. Just out of just out of like curiosity, if you had a top three classic albums list, what would it be? Um, and specifically, specifically from hip hop. Okay, I was going to ask that, that clarification question. Mm. Whew, that is tough, man. Um, I think I would put Aquemini on there by Outkast. Mm-hmm. The Blueprint by Jay-Z is on there for me. Ah, number three. I'm going to do a split. I'll do 3A and 3B. Uh, 3A would be Black on Both Sides by Most Def. Mm -hmm. And 3B would be Below the Heavens by Blue and XL. What about you? Alright, for me, more than like, I actually would put Black on Both Sides in the top spot for me as far as impact is concerned. Um, And also knowing like that album back to front uh, followed by, dang, that's a tough one. I want to say, I want to say that, that Fahrenheit first and 15th thing, that, that original version of food and liquor by uh, Lupe Fiasco. That's a good one. Yeah. Not food and liquor itself. That, that for whatever reason, I, it didn't gel with me like that first one did, but that one, and then, um, below the heavens, but below the heavens and that, original food and liquor can um swap at any moment in time yeah mm. that's that's a fact but below the heavens man that that was like 2008 2009 Did, you're the one who sent me that right i think so i think so and before we get into that i, I just want to throw an honorable mention to uh the clips hell hath no fury album mm, which i yeah. recently just got into because i was always and you know this i was always a big lord willen fan their first album yeah, uh, but I recently went back to Hath No Fury. I think it was 2018, mm-hmm. um, and I remember the first time I listened to it. I was working out in the gym, and for whatever reason, like the beats and the lyrics just really clicked with me. That you know, that time listening to it, and so it's I'll, all that I'll testosterone, that. man. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's like audio, audio, audio roids, audio juice. Heard, heard, heard. <laughs> um. But we were talking about um, how you got introduced to Below the Heavens, and you were saying that, you know, I I put you on it. I'm pretty sh- pretty certain that's how that happened. Yeah, like that that might be true. Yeah, 2008 2009 ish. 
Yeah. It had to have been 2008, actually, because 2009 was when I ended up working on um, the, call the first mixtape project. Yeah, working on the call-in and that. Yeah. And it, that thing was heavily influenced by Below the Heaven. So um, absolutely had to have been while we were in high school, senior year, man. Yeah, that, that record in particular by Blue and Exile, um, didn't know who those guys were, had no idea. And I was only recently getting into hip hop because um, I wasn't like a huge fan of the genre when I was a kid. I was listening to like punk rock and um, J-pop, J-rock, those kind of things. This is, that's Japanese pop for y'all because um, I, I was a weeb. <laughs> no shame whatsoever um but yeah that that record really did something for me it's like uh, when i heard black on both sides changed my perspective on things because um i, I didn't understand the concept of wordplay prior to that because it wasn't something i cared about but clever lyrics became something mm -hmm. i thought was pretty cool S speaking but of wordplay yeah one second sorry to cut you off speaking of word wordplay what does the album title mean to you because I know what it means to me, but um, I've I've heard other people kind of express different below uh, the heavens or black on both sides. Black on both sides. Huh. Never really stopped to think about that. I think for me, if after listening to the album, my assumption would be black prior to hip hop. Like for mo like for most deaf as a uh, human being, mm -hmm. so him being I mean just I guess culturally, and um, also him identifying as black prior to getting involved in hip hop that that is his upbringing that is his culture and then even after hip hop brought him to a level of prominence or fame, um, granted Black on Both Sides is his first album but I think he knew that he had something pretty damn good there. Mm -hmm. um, after that, still maintaining that core identity that not only does he feel that he's still, you know, black, but the world will look at him as such. There's no way for him to escape that whole deal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'll if give you, to, to do that. I'll give you my thoughts on it, but I'll share yeah. something that, um, I had asked someone this question before and she said something interesting. Uh, she talked about like him being black on the outside, like physically, but black on the inside as well like who he is spiritually um in his soul mm. that sort of thing and i guess my first thought might just be like a simple you know explanation but i think i took it as him just saying yo i'm black this album is very black this is a black because i'm black y'all and i'm black y'all because <laughs> like with songs like um you know rock and roll where he talks about where rock and roll came from um, and how, you know, it's been appropriated by, you know, some white musicians without credit being given. Yeah. Um, so th that album, you know, to me was just an exploration of the black experience and him just showing like pride in it. Um, but for the title, I just take it as, yo, my mom is black. My dad is black. So I'm black on both sides. Like I'm black. And that might be off base, but that's probably the that's the first thing that I thought of when I thought about what that album title meant. I wouldn't call that. I wouldn't call that off base. I mean, as also considering his age at the time, he was pretty young when that one was being worked on. So it, it could very well be the case that he was thinking of something that simple. 
yeah like and conceptually yeah it's a con- easy it's a easy like concept but i feel mm-hmm. like if you think about it you know it actually kind of means a lot him saying like he's black on both sides of his family mm-hmm. and like going back to what the album is about like in exploring blackness i think you know that could speak to you know how black people are different but at the same time share this kind of common experience yeah so what so what you're saying is j cole and drake could not make this album and logic damn sure could not make this album is logic biracial yes (laughs) (laughs) all right all right let's get back to yeah let's get back to below the heavens um yeah and actually the way i found out about it um was through a rapper named fonte uh from little brother which is a you know underground hip-hop group really good group and fonte is just an amazing rapper i think joe Budden has him on his aliens list which coincidentally enough also includes blue and lupe fiasco which we mentioned earlier um, but this was back in like 07, 08. Uh, Fonte had like a MySpace post. That's how long ago this was. Um, and he like listed his favorite albums of the year. And Below the Heavens was one of the albums. And, you know, I'd never heard of Blue or Exile before. Um, but, you know, Fonte's opinion I respected. So I went and checked it out based off of that and was just thoroughly surprised. Quick sidebar, Fonte's MySpace page used to be the source of entertainment for me back in the day because Sweet Percy, I think, <laughs> that well, one, that song and music video that no longer exists, and I'm very sad. I wish I ripped it when I was, when I was younger. Um, but that character, Percy Miracles, is one of the greatest treasures. I mean, he, he is a national treasure and a hip-hop treasure uh, that unfortunately died in a plane crash but he was everything you did not need youtube back when percy miracles was on myspace um that's he was he he was the base god before base god for me and i just want the world to know r.i.p percy man r.i.p percy man damn but um (laughs) but yeah man that but uh, below the heavens though like that record and this was off of this obviously off the strength of your recommendation was actually life-changing in a sense because what were we were like 18 you know we're transitioning into that next phase of life we're not we're about to not be in high school we're trying to figure ourselves out and what do we want to do with our lives and all that fun stuff and this album came at the right time it was specifically about that subject matter and a lot of people say oh well every artist's first album is the album they've been working towards their entire life it's the history of everything that happened prior um, so, of course, it's going to be good. And, of course, it's going to give you that coming-of-age story. But I hadn't heard anything quite like this prior to Below the Heavens. Not a single soul. I, can, I can't think of anybody who put those songs together in, in a way that would make me want to explore something as, something as deep as, like, my spirituality before. Mm-hmm. No, kind of on that point, what stuck out to me was how honest he was as an artist. And I think you're right that most artists' first album, you know, represents that coming-of-age story. But I don't think most artists are mature enough when they come out to really be 
as artistically honest with themselves as you know he was on that album so uh, when i listen to it and i've put several people up on it people who aren't even like hip-hop fans and what sticks out to them is by the end of the album you really feel like you know this guy even though you don't that's a fact um like my my homeboy bucks like he (laughs) we were just talking about this i think like two weeks ago and he had mentioned that he still listens to that album every so often because he was like yo man that dude blew because you know bucks is a dad now so he's like there's certain things that were said on um what was it what uh what is that one song that's escaping me the song title but he is talking about uh kind of rearing his child throughout the entirety of the song i can't remember the song title off the top of my head right now but anyway um he specifically mentioned that song from the album and he was saying like at the time when he heard it you that that song was dope to him at the time it's different now him being up like in in the cities he's the city he's in him being up there and then the place being in kind of a chaotic state due to you know the pandemic right now and political unrest and him having an infant daughter like now he's like looking at things differently going back and hearing that song and his perspective is completely you know it's much deeper than it was at the time where it's like damn this is exactly how i feel right now like this dude <laughs> this dude wrote you know the album's a classic album because it stays with you years later and you come back to it and still you still feel it um and in some cases on a deeper level yeah um i think the song you're talking about is in remembrance in remembrance of no 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 it's not that nah. one it's um, it's not yo i'm it is driving me insane because it's on the tip of my tongue but okay. in remembrance is definitely dope and definitely has that that same kind of energy on there but that's not that ain't it hmm i'll, I'll get back to you I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll come back to me yeah i think conceptually what he talks about on the album is very relate relatable i think as a writer he's very good at you know painting a picture of where he's from and like you said the struggles that he's going through as he transitions to a new phase of life which i think it's applicable to anyone so it it's great artistically and from a writing standpoint because you feel like you're there you feel like you know him but it's also great because you can relate to this kind of under underdog story right he talks about being from los angeles mm-hmm. you know kind of failed dreams of wanting to be a hooper he talks about his family life his dad his stepdad religion all this just kind of weaved into like a narrative and it's great because it feels like a story but the album doesn't play like a story if that makes sense it just feels like each song is a different glimpse of a time in his life and what he was thinking of at the time and then i think the last song or the last song um I think it's actually called Below the Heavens, like kind of wraps up the idea. It's like a strong, you know, conclusion paragraph. If you were in an essay, it sums up, you know, what his thoughts are on religion, um, how he views life, how he deals with struggle. And it makes sense because all the songs before that did a good job of building up to it. You you understand why he thinks the way he does based on uh, his his experiences. Yeah, it's it's like a journal. Like that's how 
that's how I feel about the song. I li- not the song, but the album. I listened to it yesterday while me and the wife were cleaning up the place. And we just had it playing in the background. But yeah, it, it made me think as I was listening back to it. I'm like, this is Blue's journal from, you know, age somewhere in middle school all the way up to 22 or 25, depending on when. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying 22 because of a reference on a particular song. He said he was still 22 without a whippy kasoo. Um, but it felt like journal entries. Each song is a journal entry from that sums up a particular point in his life. And I, I feel like story, like story wise, it's even more interesting reading these songs as journal entries, because if you, even if you were to go and look at the lyrics, as opposed to just listening to the music, you can see those key points. Um, in remembrance is a perfect example of that. Is a, is a very good example of that because I think it's what's the um the second verse when he's talking about the girl, uh, yeah how he lost his virginity yeah his, that his whole dad deal. took him over to some lady's house and I guess he was hooking up with the daughter exactly at the same time yeah yeah so that one makes for me personally a lot of people love that J Cole song um, I think it's Wet Dreams or something like that uh, which is about the same thing and. They are not, they cannot be compared. And this is not to pit Blue against J. Cole or anything like that. But for me, the way that that image was painted with J. Cole's song was more mm, juvenile, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Which make, which I guess is good in concept because, it, it, I mean, you're losing your virginity and you're young, so you will have a juvenile um, perspective on it. But for some reason, as you put it earlier, there, there's a maturity in blues writing that is super reflective where he's looking back on that time and almost talking about it as a man you know it's like look how naive i was at the time i love the way he ends the verse too like i saw the whole world saw the whole world through that girl's eyes i'm like damn son like <laughs> you, you 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 hear something like that and he he ends on that note for the um you know the hook to come back and you stop and process what was just said where it's like yo that was a special, you know, the the first time that you first time you engage in sex. I, it is a it is kind of like a spiritual experience, um, if you want it to be. Some people don't look at it that way, and then they kind of trivialize it. And I think that's how we get the, uh, well, a lot of the music we get today. To be <laughs> to be quite fair. Um, no, oh, and the song point. that I was thinking of is "Good Life." That's it. Ah, "Good Life." Yeah, that was the one. So in remembrance, I'm not sure if it was the verse that you're talking about or the one before it. Um, and I think in that verse, he talks about basically his dreams of wanting to be a rapper and, you know, going out and performing shows. I think he says performing shows like we went gold. You should have seen us. Um, and just like a youth, you know, having these kind of youthful uh, dreams that we tend to have, you know, wanting to be an entertainer, a musician rapper or whatever and there's a line in there where he goes we were just i was just a youth not yet abused by time that Mm. is such a great it's such a great line yeah yes like it's just Uh. beautifully written um and he just he says a lot i think he and fonte have this ability to do very complex things lyrically but make it sound so simple that's a fact that I mean, Fonte is a is a completely different beast entirely. Um, 
we will save that for another another episode but <laughs> but blue um that line in particular is one that always resonates with me it did at the time because i was thinking when we first heard the album so at 18 it made me think of youth in the sense that oh yeah when i was you know like 11 and 12 had this these these magical ideas of being you know a zoologist or a marine biologist and traveling the world and looking at like studying exotic creatures and plants and all these different things um and then now as a you know 30 year old looking back it, now it's like i hear that line and i'm thinking about exactly what you just said the desire to pursue music that whole concept um even in some cases looking back and oh wanting to be an animator it's it's funny i'm i'm curious if i listen to this in my 40s what in my 30s would i have any kind of um those i guess longing feelings like time abused me to the point where i gave up on specific dreams that i wanted to pursue in the 30s i hope now i've learned the lesson though in what blue is like kind of mentioning in that record and in that line in particular to now at this point in time find a way to try and explore some of the dreams that you might have, dreams and aspirations you have now, um, without allowing time to necessarily abuse you, um, where you become kind of, as you put it earlier, cynical, you know, or um, jaded in a sense, when you hit that next milestone. It's like, oh, well, I couldn't do it because I was busy, or I don't know, with insert random excuse here as to why you don't pursue certain things that you care about. Uh, yeah, and sometimes it's, you know, failure, which isn't always a bad thing. But, you know, when things don't work out the way that we envision it, sometimes it is enough to, you know, derail us and knock us off of, you know, our dreams, whether that's, you know, being an animator. Was it an animator that she said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Being an animator or a musician or an athlete. Um, there's something about youth, though before you lose it where you either don't think about the obstacles or it doesn't bother you because you just don't care like you're doing the thing that you want to do just because you want to do it you don't think about can i make a living off of this can you know is it realistic am i good enough you just do the thing yeah and you know it it, it's funny because this sounds like we're stating the opposite of what was stated last last time we were on, you know, last week, the idea that when you start not really giving a damn about other people's opinions or even having specific doubts about a thing that occurs in your latter years as a poor, as opposed to your, um, your youth. But mm -hmm. in this instance, I guess this is more in line with what we talked about when you have a, you have an individual who's quote unquote hungry enough, but in my opinion, I mean, passionate enough about what it is that they're doing that they completely dismiss any and all obstacles and they're completely focused on that dream and goal. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough space, man. It's a tough yeah, space. What you just said reminded me of like this age old riddle, which I'm going to butcher, but it's essentially about man and how like, as you get older, you kind of revert back to some of the tendencies that you have as a child. So it's yeah. kind of like, we know how to live life. And then when we enter adulthood, early adulthood, you know, middle age, we kind of forget we get caught up in the rat race and we 
become like everyone else. We do things that we think will get us where we want to go, mm-hmm. you know, get us money, fame, whatever. And then as you get older, you realize the mindset that you had as a child to an extent is probably the way to live life. Yeah, that that <laughs> gets you know, it's wild. The wisdom, the wisdom is in the youth. What's that? What's that old saying? That it, it seems like that those super. I don't want to say super old, but the <laughs> the folks who have lived quite a long time that say that the youth are our future or look to the youth to lead the way, like that whole that whole concept. I wonder if it's because they pass middle age. You know, and as you're saying, it's like, crap, I had it wrong the whole time through middle age. I'm no more happier now than I was when I was, you know, in middle age. <laughs> like, but the happiest I was was as a as a child, as a youth. Um, I, yeah, God, you, you just gave me something to think about now. Damn. Maybe maybe we should be pursuing our dreams, man. F everything. Get microphones. Get animation programs for your computer and start making stuff guys yeah and yeah, don't and I also, go to work no, and i also think like yeah yeah quit your job <laughs> <laughs> um and i also wonder if like the point that we're that you were making is why um grandparents like love grandkids so much mm. You know, that's actually a good idea. That's actually a great point. I wonder if it, because, you know, it's, it's funny that my um, brother and I were talking about this, like how, how much more lenient my, or our parents are with my niece, right? As far as like things they allow her to get away with. And we sit and process those situations when they occur and say, man, we could have never done that when we were kids. You know, uh, we would have, we would have gotten in trouble before, like just having the thought of doing something, we would, we would have gotten in trouble. Um, but I wonder if that's the case where it's like now they're at a stage in life where they've experienced restriction. You can call restriction work or you can call restriction, um, you know, paying bills, having a mortgage, those kind of things where there are so many things that you would love to do. With, you know, the money that you've earned or the time that you have, but you can't because of said restrictions that they look at the grandchild and say, let, let, we're not going to be as tough on you because you should enjoy this time because you're going to get to a a stage where you don't have this level of freedom because and and the thing is that seems to be the case across the board there it it seems like in a lot of families um as you put it the the elderly the grandparents um it's like it skips a generation as far as their leniency is concerned they decide the youngest folks need the most space to explore their explore themselves um it, it's 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 fascinating stuff, man. And you know the craziest part about it is we will never truly understand our nature as human beings because we're human beings ourselves. It's a it, it's as I'm so serious because you you can't you can't eliminate your bias. That it's yeah. it's inherent. You would need some alien species to come and study us and then explain ourselves to us, like we do to all the other you know creatures of the world. <laughs> wow, we're we going we're going next level now, yo. Yeah, that's that's meta. <laughs> that's something I'm gonna have to think about. I don't even know if I can respond to that, but that's yeah, that's that's, that's a crazy thought and probably yeah, one that's that's true. But to but to bring it bring it to bring it back to Blue and Exile for a second, 
Um, I will say, I feel like Below the Heavens is the greatest work that those two have done collaboratively. But as far as writing is concerned, I am convinced Blue's best work was on her favorite color. Okay. Why do you say that? that? <sighs> amnesia. Not not that I have amnesia and I'm forgetting how great Below the Heavens is. <laughs> but um but no the song, the song amnesia, titled Amnesia. The song titled Amnesia by Blue is as a written song, there's nothing on Below the Heavens that comes close. Uh Soul Amazing might maybe a little bit be up there but even that does not this man painted a a freaking masterpiece on a song you know how lupe's got that song mural that everybody raves about it's like 11 minutes long or something Mm -hmm. i don't think i've heard it but okay yeah it's from tetsuya and youth um i think that was the album he made after food and liquor 2 or something like that anyway people love that song Meh. I am super meh on it. I don't know if it's because it's too damn long or what. Um, it It's interesting how he uses words and some of the concepts he has in there, but it's no. Amnesia is a mural. You, you actually stop and listen to that song and you have to re-listen to it to get the emotions this man is feeling going through a really, really shitty breakup with a woman. Mm-hmm. You on could sec- totally miss that. On the second verse, yeah. On the second verse, yes. Mm-hmm. But the first verse, though, you, like I used to have peace, serenity, teaching divinity, break bread, sipping the blood, eating with enemies, blind. Like that dude. It's a perfect oh. way, perfect way to start a song. It, it, <laughs> I, I, I can't, I cannot break it down in any like super deep way. Go on rap genius if you want to and like see other, other people's opinions. But the way that he starts that song off. I immediately felt the level of dismay this man was feeling. You used to be happy. This this basically falls in line with what we're talking about of transitioning from your youth into those restrictive years, right? Mm-hmm. You used to be free of thought, free of feeling. It was good times. Mm-hmm. And you know and what's then interesting? You got corrupted. Go ahead. And you know what's interesting? And we'll tie this back to Below the Heavens. Like that first verse I took about, I took to be about Below the Heavens coming out. And how once that album came out, everyone wanted him to make songs that sounded like that and perform that's, you know, those, the songs on those album, on that album. Mm. And he wanted to do stuff like her favorite color, but he became trapped by his own like work. Yeah. I never stopped to think about that like that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Let me pull up the lyrics. I, I think that first verse is actually about, below the heavens and becoming trapped by like the success of it holy whoa 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 whoa. yo okay so anyway case in point right here this right here you see how i just my mind was just blown by another perspective on this song this dude's music is biblical yo like it's just like you can interpret this stuff so many different ways um anyway that song alone is why i feel like uh as a writer um, or as a written written piece of work, I, I feel like her favorite color is is superior to Below the Heavens. Um, not necessarily a superior album, you know, musically, sonically, or anything like that. Uh, because Exile's production is 
pretty i mean it's it's pretty damn good I, I don't know how else to describe it um his beats touch your soul or they get you hype or they make you stop and reflect on life he he has the he has the ultimate way of tapping into different emotions sonically i love it but as a written piece amnesia just it trumps that whole album man in my opinion this dude blue is is phenomenal man he he uh, I mean, I listened to the recent album, and I'm, I still have yet to finish the last four songs. I felt like the album went on a little too it's long. It's a long album, isn't it? A double a very, double disc. Uh, yeah, because it it has to be because I think the album is well over ninety something minutes. Yeah, yeah. So must be. But yeah, so <sighs> I'm rereading the lyrics to Amnesia's first verse, and like he talks about. Um, let's see. Back to Boston at shows to get a stand and O from all that from all the fans I know on some of that sapphire rapid fire soul stuff I used to hit them off with. So mm-hmm. that sapphire rapid fire soul stuff I take to be him talking about below the heavens and then he says, But now I'm on some old paid the toll for the way I played the role. Cautious when I lace a flow. Cause posts think I'm painting codes. Patience grown thin homesick and haven't been home since fuck a rapper i'm an actor in the film call leave me the fuck alone till i find a real job real job and Mm -hmm. skip ahead a little bit true art died in the heart of my mind kept trying to fulfill this blank script with realness even if it kills this poet inside so that that last you know couple of lines there Hmm, i'm trying to think of what that means but you know one interpretation is him saying he's trying to write that real stuff that you know people love them for on below the heavens but he's not there anymore so he's trying to and trying to do that to please his audience he's killing the poet inside the artist inside that wants to do something new but he says even if it kills this poet inside right he does say that yeah yeah, so I'm wondering if it's more so like I want to appease my fans even more so than being true to what I feel when I'm creating my art. Like there's a desire to keep those people who keep him kept up, and that's one of the re- that's one of the other reasons why I think it is uh, a breakup song, right? In mm-hmm. the sense of trying to get back love lost. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't necessarily mean it's just about a girl. So even Below the Heavens can be used as reference here or even a fan base where it's like, oh, I'm creating, I'm creating the, I'm this person now. Like, this is who I'm becoming. Or this may have been who I always was, but kind of like what you said at the, at the top of the show, where you go on your date, first date, and it's usually, you're putting on airs because you want to attract the person. So it's not your truest truest self it might be a heightened version of yourself amplified or a toned down one so i'm wondering if it's possible that on below the heavens it was a more of a toned down version of himself as far as um how he expresses his thoughts and feelings Mm -hmm. and that is what hooked us as the listeners the fans in you know to fall in love with the writing style fall in love with the music right and now we, we spent time you know, with blue and it, he's put out, you know, mixtapes in between that time prior, even prior to her favorite color. Cause I think soul amazing was also, uh, another, um, it wasn't an album, but it was, or was it an album? Was it a mixtape or an album? Eh, we can, uh, 
at this point in time, like th- those things are kind of the same to me. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So he, so he <laughs> it's did a piece have some of music, a body of work. Okay. So he put out a body of work after below the heavens that still had that same kind of feel. Right. Which again, still kept that love. It's like, all right, this is still, you know, still my guy. Like that's, you know, still the person that I've known for however long. Then her favorite color comes. The sound is a bit different, you know, more kind of, I guess, lo-fi um, and far more subtle and a lot more loops. And then also the writing style is a lot more poetic where it's now you have to analyze concepts and you're like, all right, who's, you know, who is this guy? This isn't, this isn't the guy I know. Um, and you're, he's probably hearing that commentary, whether it be from his A&R or from comments, you know, on the music, et cetera. And that would hurt any guy, right? Like your girl is saying, yo, you're not the guy that I fell for. You're not the guy that I was interested in at whatever point in time. So he's looking at the fans in that same perspective where it's like, oh, snap. Like I'm, I'm making her upset with my actions. Like what's happening? Like, nah, I don't want to lose that feeling, especially when you're young and in love, right? So it's like, I don't want to lose that. Let me try and be that guy that she knew from way back when, even though I know at my core I'm supposed to be this guy over here. And you still end up failing because you're not being true to yourself. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's desperate for love. He's so desperate for that love he'll go as far as letting the poet in himself die. So he'll die to keep that whole, or keep that relationship going. Um, Another way to take it is him saying like, hey, I'm not there anymore. So I'm always going to write what's real to me, even if it kills me. Mm. And then that would kind of transition into the next verse where he talks about the very personal breakup that, obviously affected him deeply yeah and I, I i wonder i wonder if the music obviously the music was affected by his personal life right like that's that's a, that's a given but i'm also wondering if he created the connection between himself and his fan base and then him and the you know woman he was with um where those things happened around the same time mm. And then it's like, oh, snap, you know, he could be looking at it like, you know, what is life trying to teach me right now? Because these things seem to be parallel, like they're running parallel with each other and they're both very similar. What am, what is the lesson I'm supposed to learn from this? Um, and, and that ending line on the song, naive as the dry leaves on the ground, looking past the tree to the blue sky, asking why me? Dude, it. <laughs> Yo, goosebumps every time every time I hear that line um, or read it. But that right there is like, yo, I thought to me, I took it as blues thinking I can force this. I can have my cake and eat it, too. I can still be or I can, you know, be this deep poet. I can be this this deeper person that I know myself to be while still giving the fans what they want that thing that they're used to, that love, that relationship that they're accustomed to, and even this woman that I've been with for so long, giving her what she has been asking for and you know begging for from me, and also um, you know tie all three of these things together. Basically maintain those relationships and also maintain my truest form of myself. That's the naivety though, right? Because you recognize that you get pulled apart when you ha- when that happens you f- you will fall from the tree and you're like you feel like it's all just happening to you now 
it's like, wow, why is everything against me? Everyone is against me. I'm trying my hardest, mm-hmm. but you know, nothing is working. So I, I, I believe that that is another aspect of that um, youthful mindset, right? You, you think that you can change the world. You think you have all this power to keep everything in line and keep everything functioning, but that's the other level to it. Just like the seasons change, we go into fall, things die, the yep. leaves fall from the trees, colors change, etc. Relationships your, die. Your relationships die. And then mm-hmm. you, as a character, the person that you once were, that dies and you become someone else. Um, yeah, and then yeah. to kind of harp on that a little bit, um, him comparing himself to the leaf is interesting because, like you said, these things happen. Like, the leaf is going to fall from the tree because that happens every year. Yeah. And the leaf should know this um, because it's right in front, like the source of like its downfall is right in front of its eyes. It's the tree, but it's looking past the tree and asking God, looking past the tree to the blue sky, asking a higher entity, why is this happening? You know why it's Mm. happening. You're just choosing to ignore like the source of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I actually love that. And to piggyback on that, uh, you, you said that um, it's it's surrounded by the issue. The leaf is aware, right? It should be fully conscious of it. It's surrounded by a bunch of other leaves. So it's seen this happen. I don't think that it's the fir- It probably wasn't the first leaf to fall. It's seen some of the other leaves drop, you know, before it fell, right? So it's kind of like ignoring, not only are you ignoring the problem, but you're ignoring the reality that, you're not alone in this. This is this is life for so many other, you know, call them leaves, um, in not just your field, but just as a human being dealing with relationships, you know, but your naivety is, and also like a level of selfishness, maybe something that his fans and maybe something that his partner uh, felt towards him where he's asking why me, so focused on just self ignoring everything else around him could have caused that same downfall there's so many freaking layers to this shit yo <laughs> like i love it though i love it man heard uh, love it man shout well, out yeah. to blue man shout out to blue dude you know um I, I i'll try and give that new album another listen i gotta i gotta find a way to like tease it apart because um, i still feel like it's it's just too long but yeah but but yeah. So to anyone listening, if you haven't heard these albums, like I we definitely recommend you go back and listen to Her Favorite Color and to Below the Heavens. Um very interesting listen uh very interesting listen and you know there's a lot that you can get from it. And if you have heard it, we we'd be curious to know, you know, what your thoughts are on the albums, what you got from it. Um and yeah. just generally, you know. Yeah, if if you're on YouTube drop a comment you know these videos go up you know quite frequently like uh probably as soon as they're recorded usually in the same day so drop a comment let us know what you think about it um and we have an email address that you can hit us up at too if you have an opinion it's new school fools podcast at gmail.com so definitely drop us some notes about your feelings about this and also if you've never listened to hip-hop before or you've never listened to blue and eggs out before i implore you to get out of your comfort zone and do so 
This is New School Fools. Peace. Peace.